0: Welcome in to Hate the Player, Not the Game on KCOU 88.1 FM. I am, of course, Lucas Owens, as always. Very cold Thursday morning for you here in Columbia today. Got temperatures at around 50. Got some wind chill going on at the Mizzou campus. So, good day for sweatpants. That's what I always like to say. You got to... Enjoy the weather a little bit as we can until the snow comes. Last year, we got first snowfall on Halloween, so take advantage of it while you can. That's all I can say, but we got a packed show for you today. We got the I told you so show because we got Miami losing to Clemson and Manny Diaz fraud conspiracy finally coming to fruition. Then we got Sunbelt being better than the Big 12. We got Braves taking a 2 1 lead over the Dodgers, but the Dodgers, you know, piling on them last night. Got the Astros falling behind 3 0 to the Rays. Did take back one game last night, though, make it 3 1. Still, Rays in the driver's seat there. And, of course, we got the final looking in the general direction of the NBA for the 2019-2020 season. Very prolonged season, almost about a year long, but finally have that ending. But before we look at that, let's get started on some college football recap. So, of course, like I mentioned, we got the victory lap here. Miami lost to Clemson, number one Clemson, 41-17. to So you might think this was supposed to be a top-ten matchup. Just the way that college football is structured this year, there's a big difference between number one and number seven. Like past, pass. I would say the top five. There's just a gigantic drop off based on the amount of teams playing this year and just the lack of information. So, I mean, what did you expect? Um, it's Miami. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why people are so into Miami. I get why they're still ranked as high as they are. They Barely fell out of the top 10 because there's not a lot of teams playing right now that are very good in uh, college football. But still, yeah, big loss for Miami. Um, Trevor Lawrence had 292 yards and three touchdowns. Travis Etienne had 149 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean, I take out of this, honestly, for how much I hate Manny Diaz in Miami. Um, Clemson is just very good this year. Their defense is always firing on all cylinders and then they are getting their offense going lately. Travis Etienne that 150 yards you can say okay Miami defense I would say um, really means that Clemson has a very big picture goal this year and I mean I don't know how you don't favor them to win it all because they are just absolutely amazing this year so Clemson yeah, got watch out for them. I don't think any team in the ACC is going to compete with them. They might have to play Notre Dame twice, though, which could suck. But uh, as we'll get into later, Notre Dame got to deal with their own stuff. But except for that in the ACC, there's just nobody close to Clemson. All right, number two, Alabama survived Ole Miss 63-48. to So who needs defense in the SEC anyway? I mean... The SEC had a few of these games this weekend where just the score kept getting run up, um, as we'll talk about later. Mizzou, LSU um, was definitely one of those cases. But, um, I mean, the, just the defense in this game was terrible. I think you got to worry about Alabama's defense more than anything. But their offense looked good, at least. Uh, Matt Jones had 417 yards and two touchdowns passing. Najee Harris, though. This is really astounding, 206 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, with the Heisman race, how it is this year, um, honestly, write him in to at least make it to New York, I think. Najee Harris has been having a great year, and there's just not really that much going on in the Heisman race this year. I mean, I expect Trevor Lawrence and Matt Jones, you know, kind of be around there. Maybe a little bit of Ian Book. But except for that, this is just a weird, weird year in terms of the Heisman race. All right, moving on to an SEC East showdown. Tennessee lost to Georgia 21-44. to So this game was actually tied 21-21 to at the end of the first half, um, which would make you think that this was a really close game. I mean, it was for the first half, um, but Tennessee's offense just got destroyed in the second half i mean obviously um Georgia's defense really figured themselves out i think this could be a turning point because they've struggled a little bit they struggled against arkansas too a few weeks ago which is not good for Georgia. um but they their defense really needs to figure things out and it looks like they might have in that second half uh in terms of offense sets and bennett's all right for georgia but i mean you can't really judge Georgia based on their QB because it's the same thing that happened with Jake Fromm. When you have that many weapons and that many running backs and just that go of a core, it's not hard to be a good QB at all. Like, it really just says more. But Stetson Bennett was was all right for Georgia. So, you know, they're looking good after Florida's loss against... uh, yeah, Florida's loss. I don't know why I'm blanking out on who they lost to. Um, it's always good for them to get a win. They lost to Texas A&M. That's right. Yeah, so Florida had a rough loss there. Kelamon though, actually proved me wrong for once. I'm not, you probably no, I'm not the biggest Calamon fan. Um, But, you know, proved me wrong. He had a good game against Florida. Um, really more of a product of the entire Texas A&M team as a whole. But still, they had a very good game. All right. Moving on. Number five, Notre Dame beat Florida State 40-26. Might be saying that looks like a big win. It's not because Florida State is very bad this year. Um, They have not been able to do anything anywhere. They're completely winless right now. Um, And honestly... Ian Book only throwing for 200 yards against that defense is, feels almost criminal. Because that def, he should have dominated that defense. Talked about last week. This was set up for Notre Dame to win by a lot. Florida State's just not good. Um, so, Notre Dame, they came out on top by a large margin. I'd still say they probably came in with more questions than they... Are left with more questions than they came in with. Because just a weird all round game for them. Had a lot of misuse. So, all right. Number eight, North Carolina beat Virginia Tech 56 to 45. So, North Carolina figuring out their offense. Still need to figure out their defense. That's a lot of points to give up to a Virginia Tech team. Uh, Sam Howell seemed good. Um, yeah, I'm not going to discount North Carolina, I think, until they lose a game. But, um, yeah, number eight in the in the league this year in the FBS. So good for them. Could be a fight against Clemson. Uh, they don't play each other, though. At least I don't think they play each other. I really need to look at the ACC schedules in case you couldn't tell. All right, number thirteen, Auburn barely beat Arkansas and very controversially beat Arkansas. Um, yeah, this was a this was a bad game for Auburn. Good game for Arkansas, though. They. Uh, Their defense has really been figured out under Pittman this year. And, of course, former Mizzou coach Barry Odom is their defensive coordinator. So that's always going to help them. But, I mean, for Auburn, Bo Nix looked terrible. And I'm a very big Bo Nix fan after last year. Um, that That fumble, bad intentional grounding thing backwards was just so... Such a big miscue. I don't know how that happens. I mean, 187 yards and one touchdown, too, completely doesn't make up for that mistake. That's just not a good game. I mean, the Arkansas defense played really good, but still, that's that's rough for Bo Nix and Auburn. I mean, Auburn, I don't think they're very good this year, honestly. I was very... Hyped about them coming into the season, but they just do not look good. All right. Number 22, Texas. Lost Oklahoma 45-53 in, I think, four overtimes. Yeah, this was a classic Red River shootout. Except for this time, both teams were very bad. Um, Yeah, Spencer Rattler did get benched partially for injury. I think maybe a little bit for how he was playing. Uh, Texas. Does not deserve Sam Ellinger, though, because he played, he played very good. Texas played very bad, um, I would say. Just all-around bad game by Texas's defense. Um, both teams now are unranked, which really says a lot. Um, yeah, just a rough game all-around for both of them. Um, yeah, Big 12, they're worse than the Sun Belt this year especially after that Coastal Carolina-Louisiana-Lafayette game yesterday, which I'll just talk about now. Um, Coastal Carolina did end up winning at 30-27, to 27, but when you have a Wednesday night game and it's a sunbelt and people are talking about it that much, it really sets things. Because both those teams have win, wins over Big 12 teams. I mean, Coastal Carolina's was over Kansas, but that's still a win. Um, but, I mean, just... Just... Uh, Just a bad game all around for Texas, especially. Um, A lot of turnovers, just not really doing well. Uh, Yeah, Sam Ellinger, I mean, he might return next year. I doubt it, because Texas has just continually failed him. He's kept improving. People like to make fun of, me included, I love making fun of that Uh, we're back comment at the Sugar Bowl a few years ago because Obviously, Texas hasn't been very good since then, but yeah, neither of these teams are good. Some boat, though, very, very fun to watch. Very, very fun. All right, moving on to some American Athletic Conference action. Tulane lost to Houston 31 49. So, Houston finally played a game. Um, yeah, um, she, honestly. That score looks like it was dominated. The thing is, Houston had five bad turnovers. Um, Clayton Toon really starting to impress me as quarterback for Houston. Um, 319 yards and two touchdowns against a defense like Tulane. Um, and another touchdown added on the ground. Uh, man, just fun to watch. Um, you had Marquez Stevenson, a uh, receiver who had a 97-yard kickoff return. For a touchdown, a 41-yard touchdown reception and a total of 118 yards receiving. So, honestly, I think the Houston Cougars just have a few things to work work on in terms of, you know, not giving the ball over five times. But considering Tulane, this was Tulane's fifth game. And, no, this was Tulane's fourth game, I believe. Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Tulane's played a lot of games. This was Houston's first game. So Houston, got a lot of things to work on, but overall, good first one for Houston. All right, and then finally, last up, we had the Dumpster Fire Bowl go decisively in ECU's favor over the South Florida Bulls. It was 44-24 to down in Southwest Florida, wherever you call it, Tampa, Um yeah acu came out on top thanks to i mean a few good drives you see usf just kept turning the ball over unproductive drives completely they would they would get a few first downs and then just stall out and not really sniff it on most drives like ecu would and ecu would just you know go straight to the go straight in they had very even yards um Offensively, But ECU was just better at stringing those uh, first downs and drives together to get uh, points. And USF clearly was not. But that is all the time I have for a college football recap. After the break, we're going to look at some previews for next week. In college football, we got a lot of good games coming up, and talking a little bit about all of the cancellations related to the coronavirus epidemic. Thank you for listening to KCOU 88.1 FM and "Hate the Player, Not the Game." Hey, Joey, I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot? You know, marijuana? Oh, well, I don't know. What? Chicken? Joey's so in a jam. What should he do? Ooh. Uh, Kate. Get a teacher. Excellent. Get a pizza. Ken Get real. You got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to him. Cowabunga. Looking for something that smashes sports content and video game content together into one big late night radio 19, 19. Welcome back. Let's get into some college football previews. So, tomorrow, I believe, yes, tomorrow, we got number 17, SMU, facing off against Tulane. So, this is Shane Buschel versus a bad defense. Looking forward to this game. Uh, SMU's only favored by a touchdown, though, surprisingly. Um... I mean, should be a lot more. Because, I mean, Shane Bouchel already has over 1,300 passing yards a season, 10 touchdowns. Um, And he hasn't really seen that much action, to be honest. Um, But, yeah, SMU's really good. Tulane, I mean, Tulane just keeps losing in the American. So, I don't know what to expect for them. But, I mean, they have to play better than they did against Houston to have any shot. Because SMU... Is, I would think, easily the second best team in the American this year. So, expect them to uh, keep competing. And really take it to the Tulane Green Wave. Alright, moving on. Another game on Friday. Weirdly enough, we got BYU and Houston. So, this game finally happening. This should be a very good game. Because I think... Houston is rebuilt from where they were last year. Last year, terrible. They were absolutely horrible on all facets of the game. Um, and I mean, they looked very good against Tulane. They gotta. They really have to work on their turnovers. So five turnovers, you do not have a chance against BYU. Um, I mean, they started out right, but BYU is going to be a big opponent. Luckily, though, they do play them at TDECU Stadium in Houston, which is very big for Houston. Um, Yeah, this game, I mean, the spread is five points in BYU's favor, even though they're on the road. Um, But, yeah, I don't know how this one's going to go. Houston, very good. They're, They're a good team, I would say. They have a lot of weapons, especially, like I said, in my recap, uh, Marquez Stevenson looks very good at receiving. Um, you know, just got to just gotta figure things out in terms of ball control because that really destroyed them this last game. But BYU is still looking good. Zach Wilson looking fantastic as quarterback for BYU. So make sure to look, keep looking at him because, man... So good, all right. Number one Clemson faces off against Georgia Tech in Atlanta, the ACL at Bobby Dodd Stadium Saturday morning. Um, yeah, Clemson should have no problem here. They're 27 and a half points favorites. Um, might not get, I would say they might not get to that spread, but again, Clemson's just so good on offense this year they can put up a lot of points very easily it's just like it's just so quick for them it's insane um yeah Trevor Lawrence almost 1200 yards this year in four games uh have to see how they look against a good team though um Miami's not a good team but considering the hurt they put on Miami i'd expect them to come out way on top here way way on top Alright, moving on. We actually have what I think will be the most fun this week in a game. Because we have, for once, we have two group of five teams that very much specialize in defense. Number eight, Cincinnati, and somehow unranked Tulsa. I get that they lost against Oklahoma State. That was a dominant win over UCF. And considering how good Oklahoma State has looked in the Big 12 this year, easily the favorite right now. Considering how bad Oklahoma and Texas are. Um, yeah, I don't know how you don't rake Tulsa. At least give them a lot of votes. But they haven't been getting that. Um, yeah, this is a battle of two bad QB. Too, uh, I mean, Zach actually it's an all right QB. Desmond Ritter, though, he's just not looked good this year. I was, He needed to get back to where he was during his freshman year. And he still hasn't. 597 yards through three games. is just That's less than 200 yards a game. Four interceptions. Only six touchdowns. I mean, if Cincinnati didn't have such a fantastic defense, they wouldn't be ranked this high. Because number eight is high for Cincinnati. They have a shot at getting into anywhere. But, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Cincinnati should come out on top. This is three and a half points in Cincinnati's favor in terms of spread. So not a really a good game to bet on. But um Yeah, I definitely could see this going either way. Um Tulsa though. Tulsa's defense. If Tulsa's defense can stop Cincinnati's rushing attack, which Cincinnati's rushing attack has already been suspect this year. If they can stop that, they are going to be in for a great, great game. I mean, even with the spread, uh, ESPN's football power index, which tends to be a good predictor, 60% in Tulsa's favor, even though Cincinnati's ranked number 8th. So, I think Cincinnati has a very good chance of losing this game, to be honest. Tulsa? Tulsa? I mean, Tulsa might come out of nowhere, honestly, with how good their defense is. Like, they held UCF to 26 points. I, w- I would trust Stolz's defense against anybody. They held Oklahoma State to like, what, 24? I mean, they've only played two games, but still. No, they held Oklahoma State to 7. I mean, 16. They're fantastic on defense this year. Again, they got that good front line so I would expect them to really just dominate everywhere, honestly. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to predict Tulsa, honestly, in this game. Tulsa looks that good. All right, Pittsburgh, moving on, facing number 13, Miami, fighting fraud. So Miami's ranked high again. Don't trust them. Don't trust this Miami team. They haven't played anybody of. Good. <laughs> Anybody good. The best team they played is Louisville. Louisville has been dropping lately. Louisville's not been looking the best. Louisville, 1-3. They lost to this Pittsburgh team. In Miami, I mean, they beat... They did beat Louisville, but Pittsburgh has as well. So, I would not trust this Miami team. This This should be a close game. Miami being... Miami being favored by 14 is a lot. I I take Pittsburgh on that. I take Pittsburgh to win this game. Honestly, it's Pittsburgh. I mean, they've they've had a little bit of struggles, but they should figure it out. I mean, they've had they only had two close losses since they State and Boston College. But they haven't really played anybody that good yet. But they've only had those two close losses, which really could have gone the either, other way easily. Um so yeah, I think Pittsburgh Pittsburgh should win that game. I'm taking the upset. Alright, and then we have the biggest game this week, easily, number three Georgia faces off against Alabama in Tuscaloosa at seven PM Central Time. So this is a really good game, in case you couldn't tell. Um it's the first time they're playing in the regular season in a long time definitely since Georgia has had a resurgence. Um, Alabama favored by four points in Bryant-Denny. Um, Georgia needs to figure out their offense. Alabama needs to figure out their defense. That that matchup is going to be key because I think Alabama's offense versus Georgia's defense, that's going to be a good matchup, of course, but it's really going to come down to each team's uh, weaker units i think in terms of who wins this game because i could could easily see alabama's defense figuring it out and stopping Georgia's offense and i could see it the other way Georgia's offense taking advantage of a mediocre alabama defense and taking it there but yeah i'm not even gonna predict that game i have no idea where it's gonna go all right and then finally we have north carolina florida state north carolina ranked number five 13 point favorites over florida state Take that, Florida State! Terrible this year. UNC should easily win that game. All right, enough stalling. Gonna go to break after the break. Gonna switch things up a little bit. Gonna pinch hit if you will, and uh, talk cancellations in college football. Thank you for listening to Hate the Player, Not the Game on KCOU 88.1 FM. Make sure to. All right, welcome back. Gonna pivot from just talking college football games and talk college football as a whole because, man, this is a this is a weird, weird week for um for college football. I mean, so of course the big news for Mizzou fans, at least, is pass their uh, past their big win in LSU against LSU. They were actually at home, even though they were the away team. Um, yeah, they don't get to face Vanderbilt this year because Vanderbilt—it's not that—it's not that they uh, have the virus spreading too much. They actually have not. They don't have enough players to field a team, to field a good team, and not risk injury. Um, so Vanderbilt gonna be gone for a while, until. I mean, I mean, they'll be all right. This will be a good week to figure things out for them. They will face Vanderbilt theoretically in December, December twelfth. So get it. We get no game in Columbia this year. Um, yeah, and then uh, the really, really big news has been Florida and Florida and LSU. LSU, would they were gonna play LSU this week. That's gonna be an easy one, I think, for Florida, but. They don't have enough players again because of, you know, the coronavirus. Um, So Dan Mullen doesn't look the best after saying he wanted to pack the swamp. (laughs) Considering their team, including him, is going to have to go into quarantine because they've had so many positive tests. You have 18 positives among scholarship players. Then you got to take even more than that out of contact tracing. Um, and then, yeah, you, you, I mean, you have thir- three walk-ons also, few coaches, um, so they're not going to be... I think Missouri's going to have three weeks off. Two weeks off, I mean, because Florida is not going to be able to field a team next week either, I think, considering how late this has all happened. Um, and they really need to figure things out, and not, uh, <laughs> not allowed, but... I mean, so we don't know. It's too early to know if the Missouri game is also going to have to be postponed. But who knows? I mean, you also have Baylor has been an absolute train, train wreck. People haven't been recognizing. Baylor's played two games, and they're just, they just have um so much stuff going on. Um, they had that, they played a few games and then they had a game against Oklahoma State that they were supposed to have this week that got postponed too. And it looks like it was linked to a false negative that allowed somebody with the virus to, uh, to go with the team. So that's the risk you have to take. But 32 total coronavirus cases among all athletics, um, and four of the only four of those are outside the football team. So you have 28 players on the team that are, that have the coronavirus. And out of those 32, only 20, only three are unsystematic. So, yeah, not the best for Baylor right now. They really got hit hard, um, in terms of, uh, in terms of the virus, um, yeah, it's rough. That's a risk you have to take, though. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just not, they're just not looking good. I mean, what else do you say? They're, yeah, so those are the big cancellations. We've had small cancellations everywhere. Memphis was out of, uh, out of play for a while there, um, because they also could not play um then you had uh teams like arkansas state even teams that nobody's talking about they had to get their games postponed i mean i'm just gonna look at the schedule here there's there's really only those two games postponed there are three games postponed i should say because that's not bringing up that vanderbilt mizzou game that got postponed but I mean, outside of that, there's just... I mean, there's not a lot of teams playing, so that's a lot of games. Um, and, of course, there are two cancellations already in the SEC. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. That's just going to happen. That's It's sad that that's the fact of life this year in college football, but that's just going to happen. I mean, they they knew what they were getting. And, honestly, that they're postponing these games is a good sign because that means... they're actually gonna postpone the games when it's dangerous for the players to play which is always always the right move you can't play these games Vanderbilt, even if they did play they have like 50 players on scholarship that aren't out for coronavirus or contact tracing and that's asking for injuries like you you can't play players that much and not expect them To get injured that's just the truth of the matter you would think they should have to just suck it up that's not how it works you're asking them to suck it up and asking their entire d-line to be injured next week which is wrong so yeah that's all i'm going to talk about for college football postponements after the break going to finish things up with some ceiling signs and brief look at the nba season Thank you for listening to KCOU 8.1 FM and hate the player, not the game. All right, welcome back to hate the player, not the game. Let's talk some MLB playoff action. We got the championship series going on this week. Of course, that means Rays, Astros, Dodgers, Braves. Surprisingly enough, both series going in favor of the Astros. I mean, the Braves and the Braves. The Astros won last night, though, 4-3. to um, Yeah, it's really close. <laughs> Houston's lucky to come out with last night, honestly. In the sixth, I don't know how Granke didn't score against. I think that's the difference between A.J. Hintz and Dusty Baker, though. Because A.J. Hintz would have brought somebody in to face Zach Granke. And I mean, after Zach Granke, and it wouldn't have gone well. Um. So, I mean, yeah, good all around game by Houston last night. The Rays though have been dominating the series. Their defense really been killer for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Rays. What do you expect? They're the one seed. They've won forty games this year. Um, I think he's uh, th- three to one is a little more tricky than 3-0, but. I'd expect them to win one of the next three games. If they don't, they don't deserve to make the World Series, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good game. Tampa Bay's pitching has been good. Do not know who they have going tonight, though. That'll be a big key. If they do have one of their better uh, pitchers going um, and they do get back, Kevin Kiermaier, which they don't know yet. He think he is day-to-day. Yeah, he is day-to-day with that hand injury that he suffered in Game 3. Um if they can get Kevin Kiermaier, I think the series is gonna go in the Rays favor and then they're gonna find themselves in the World Series, which honest when honestly, even if they do face the Dodgers, I'd expect them to be the favorites. Because the Rays they played in the AL East this year, which is a tough divi- which was a tough division. And they had to face the least, which the Braves are showing anything, was also a tough division. And uh yeah. Things are looking up. If you are a Rays fan, then of course we had the NLCS where the Los Angeles Dodgers took one from Atlanta, fifteen to three. That scores my sleeping though, because the Dodgers are losing two one in the series right now. Um, We're seeing fans in Arlington. Um, I guess if they're doing it safely, but. I've seen some shots where they're not wearing masks. They need to all be wearing masks. And you need to really enforce if you're the MLB. Because they're supposed to have a bubble. And they're allowing fans in. To, uh... I don't even know what that new stadium in Texas is called. But they're allowing fans in Arlington. Um... But yeah, Atlanta's pitching through those first two games was very good. Obviously, last night with that 11-run first inning wasn't very good. Um... Yeah, um, Atlanta needs to figure that out. That game quickly got out of hand. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, going into this series, um, I think the raids are going to take... I think they take game five, to be honest. And uh, I think they leave Southern California as L champions. And then they go to Texas. And honestly... I think I see the Dodgers coming back against the Braves, um, especially after last night. Um, for how much I hate the Dodgers, they're really good this year. And I think we get what should be one of the most hyped towards series in a long time because both these teams are amazingly good. Um, Dodgers won 43, the Rays won 40 in a 60-game season. First time in a while, where we'll get two one-seeds facing off against each other, which is very funny considering there are eight teams in each in each league in the playoffs this year. Um, but, yeah, I think it should be a good series if it ends up being Ray's Dodgers. I think it'll be a good series if it ends up being Ray's Braves. If the Astros get in, I will be shocked if they compete with either the Dodgers or the Braves. Um, but, man... The Rays, I'd take the Rays over all of them right now. They've just been executing on defense. And they need to figure out their hitting. Obviously, they're not close to where they were in the regular season. But the Astros have had good starting pitching this series. So, I mean, take that what you will. Rays do need to figure things out. But going to go on to the NBA with the final looking at the general direction of the NBA. Very short here. Um, yeah, the Lakers won. I mean, I'm not surprised. I thought that he could compete in that series, but you lose Jordan Dragic, you lose the series. I'm sorry. But, I mean, credit to the Lakers. They have a really good team this year. Um, LeBron and Anthony Davis really turned out to be a great pairing. Who would have thought? Two of the best players in the game. Two top ten players. Going to be a good pairing. Um, Then you have just the world players behind them. I mean, Danny Greenway gets hot, gets hot. When he's not, people in LA issue death threats, which is terrible. Um, Yeah, people that issue a basketball player death threats need to calm down. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. I mean... Hopefully Danny Green and his family will be safe. But that's just honestly completely ridiculous. It's a game. Um, yeah, and then you had the other players behind him. I mean, Dwight Howard had a little bit of a resurgence. Got things done in the finally. You had Kyle Kuzma. People realizing that he doesn't suck. Who would have thought? Um, You had players like JaVale McGee even who were okay for them. And then you had, I mean, Rondo fantastic uh caruso fantastic um yeah that's really it um they're a good team they're a really good team they deserved it i think the heat also could have easily deserved it um if tragic and autobio didn't get hurt in game one because going down two games to none and then of course winning game three but going down two games to none really really hurt the heat um yeah, uh, I could have seen this going the other way easily if the Heat were healthy, but they weren't healthy, so that's why the Lakers won. Um, next year, though, it's a Heat get somebody short term uh, to you know play good defense, get an AD stopper, probably more importantly, um, just get somebody that's good at defense, and they're set because they're set on offense, and they have the they have. The system and the attitude to be a fantastic defensive team they just need a player to really be able to be that center point of that defensive line and by defensive line i mean just defensive performance as a whole but that's all i have for looking at the general direction of the nba and uh fantastic first year of that gonna be talking some off season next week gonna actually be probably talking more at length about the off season than the regular season as things start to get going, of course, we do have a long break between the finals and the start of the offseason this year just because of how weird everything is. Um, going to be starting to look at the draft soon though, and my Warriors got that number two pick. Hope they get Anthony Edwards. Going to be disappointed, though. So that's all I have for Hate the Player, not the game this week. Thank you for listening. Make sure to stay warm, stay safe, stay healthy, Adios.